FreePokerCoaching.net presents the, the, the Badoogie All-Stars Poker Cast with your hosts, Jaguar and the Grouch. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Badoogie All-Stars. Sorry about the break. I know some of you have been wondering where we went. Unfortunately for you, we're back. Um, I'm here with, of course, the Jaguar. Is it that? Do you have Jaguar? It's the Jaguar. Jaguar. Ja- I like that you made it sound very French. Jaguar. Was that French? I thought that was Asian. I thought I was like washing dishes at a Chinese restaurant. Jaguar. Oh, you do a dish. Jaguar. Dishes. Dish. <laughs> and another group of people that have stopped listening to our podcast. Goodbye, Asian listeners. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we're here with our guest, uh, Travis Steffen. Um, hey, what's up? Stephon. He is not at all involved in the racist part of this podcast so how is it racist to say that chinese people wash dishes um i'll explain it to you later (laughs) i'll want all right Uh, yeah Uh, off to another solid start (laughs) uh let's shake the rust off i don't um so yeah anyway so travis what's what's been going on with you just been kind of I'm shifting focus a little bit to, uh, you know, the companies and, and whatnot. So if you hear a little noise in the background, I'm sorry, it's my, one of my idiot employees running the kitchen, um, making some dinner, but, uh, employees yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're, we have, we keep really odd hours here, honestly, uh, kind of stems from those, those days of, of long grind sessions at night. We usually wake up pretty late and then just work till like 2 a.m. and that's that's kind of got to be what my schedule is i woke up uh, 4 p.m you want to talk <laughs> you want to talk weird you schedules you've met your match with this one yeah. Well, yeah, i am at so like three o'clock he's like I just, i'm just having breakfast yeah <laughs> you say company so what companies you got i know that well the, the, okay first of all, i want to say the thing that amazes me the most about you travis is that you're a pretty young dude and i'd expect somebody who's doing as much as you are this active this you know uh, uh hungry just is a good word it would be like, you know, at least in their early 30s, maybe like late 20s, like 27. But you're, you're like a spring chicken, right? I mean, you're like, what, 20, yeah. something like that? I, I, I'm, I just turned 24. Yeah, um, it's crazy. Man. And, uh, you know, just trying to make some moves, man. I started my first company off of online poker winnings when I was uh, 20 years old. Um, got the book deal for peak performance poker at 21. And uh, it came out when I was 22. So That's awesome. Yeah. Man. Trying to uh, trying to make a couple moves and uh, see what I can't do in this in this good old life ours, but yeah, uh, workoutbox.com is is the main company right now. Actually, um, the the company I was referring to that I started off uh, you know online poker winnings I actually have since sold. I sold that in oh, April. Oh really? Was that the clothing yeah. company? That was the clothing line. Yeah, okay. yeah. I seem to remember coaching you years ago in exchange for you know winning. Yes advice yes you did yeah I, back in the day um in the infancy stages of of uh actually no it was before i started uh my first company it was right after i i got done playing college football because i tore my achilles tendon um oh. i was kind of searching for a way to fuel the competitive fire and uh stumbled upon online poker got involved at card runners um met uh met chris on on card runners and and uh ended up saying hey you know, I don't have a whole ton of money right now. I'm still in college. I'm not doing too much, you know, financially. And, you know, but I'm playing poker and I realized that I suck at it. So do you want to trade uh, service for service? And, you know, it kind of just went from there. 
And yeah, yeah I, mean, I, I guess I can I can credit quite a bit of of my success in poker to you. And as as you'll see, if you own peak performance poker, uh, Chris is in the acknowledgments. That's awesome. Uh, the, the thing that's awesome about that is that I am not anywhere near any bit healthy like any of that book says. <laughs> but I have done very well and i do attribute my knowledge to just living and eating healthier in general to travis so there's definitely sure. you know as much help there in that regards one, one question for you on the fly here uh okay we have this debate all the time high fructose corn syrup sugar which is worse why you know honestly um it's kind of comparing apples to apples there because fructose mm. is a type of sugar right um, absolutely it's, it's a it's a the a natural sugar derived from fruit and what they do is they take uh, that sugar and they concentrate it and um, they put it as an additive in in certain foods. Um, I wouldn't say that comparing high fructose corn syrup to sugar in general is really a fair comparison because there are so many different types of sugars. There are, you know, sucrose, fructose, lactose, right. all, all sorts of different kinds of, you know, it would probably not, you know, neither one of them are your ideal options. Um, if you're going to choose a sugar, you want to choose natural fructose, uh, such as, you know, fruits, what, what you're finding in, in fruits. Um, if you're sweetening foods, if you're, you know, you have a sweet tooth, there are nat more natural options that won't give you that insulin spike. Like, uh, there's an herb called stevia that they kind of, uh, dehydrate and ground up and it looks and tastes just like sugar, but it's zero calories. It's healthy for you. Interesting. Um, so, I mean, that's something that you'll definitely want to check out. That would be better uh, it's, than it's, like the rat poisoning type of aspartame. <laughs> type of thing. Yeah. It's, it's way better than, than, um, you know, the artificial sweeteners like, uh, help me out. Um, uh, my, what is it? Splenda. Uh, Splenda. What about, I like Sweet and Low. It has music notes on it like I'm singing a song. <laughs> you know, eating, drinking my Kool-Aid. That's Sweet and Low. Yeah, I mean, from, from a nutrient, like, calorie standpoint, they're the same. They're zero-calorie sweeteners. But, um, you know, from a long-term health perspective, there have been reported health risks in, you know, those because of the aspartame and, and different other additives that, you know, it's kind of just a lesser of two evils, if you will. Okay, what so if you're, what if you're trying to induce seizures, then? Is sweet and low better than sugar? <laughs> I think you could probably um, find some better options than, than sweet and low if you're trying to induce seizures. I, I have a, <laughs> I have a strobe light and a bowl of sweet and low for breakfast. There you go. That's a strobe light, bowl That's of sweet true. and low. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> and a Nintendo or some sort of a video game with flashing stuff just to add that in. Thanks. So what if, what if you're... Uh, if you're playing like a longer session, because I know a lot of players are moving away from online just because they don't have that option anymore in the United States. Thank you, everybody. Knock on wood. Um, <laughs> Why are you? What, what, what are you? Do you know, do you understand the phrase "knock on wood"? By the way. Yeah, but, well, I said that because uh, you know there's stuff that's going on that's positive. Just checking. I just want to make sure you realize "knock on wood" didn't mean like screw them. Like, you know, <laughs> we don't have internet know. poker anymore. Knock on wood, so it doesn't come back. So I know that in the past when I've played live sessions, they usually end up being like pretty long. You go to the casino, you spend all night, there's no light, there's no night or day, everybody's a werewolf, you don't know. You know, it's like 16-hour sessions, whatever. How much, I mean, if you, if you eat too much sugar in general, is that going to, you know, what I've heard, fog your brain? Does that, like, affect you? Uh, what What's typically going to happen if you're eating too much sugar is you're going to get a quick rush of energy, um, and then that, you know, that insulin spike and that crash that's going to follow is going to, you know, kind of result in a feeling of lethargy. You're going to feel fatigued. You're not going to be able to focus. You're not going to, you know, be able to devote, devote any attention to what's going on other than, like, the bare minimum. 
Um, so, you know, sugar. Like buy your opponent's candy. Yeah, I mean, I, you totally could. Yeah, that'd, that'd be perfect. Um, <laughs> instead, you know, you're going to want to continue to if, if you're up later than usual, what a lot of people do. Um, one of the reasons that they feel different the later it gets is a lot of people just stop that regular, you know, two to three hour scheduled small meals. And, um, right. you know, your body needs it needs fuel, uh, it needs fuel to function. And uh, what tends to happen is when people are like, oh, it's getting late, but I'm, I'm going to continue to play. But dinner in my head is only supposed to happen at, you know, six, seven o'clock, whatever it is. So, you know, my meals are over for the day. Well, if you're continuing to function and you're continuing to try to perform at your peak, um, you're going to need to continue to eat and, and uh, you know, at least take in some sort of fuel source. So even if it's just um, something small, you know, half a sandwich or, or something like that. Um, just having something is is gonna be better than nothing, um, as long as it isn't one of those sugar heavy, uh, crash inducing type of options like a, an energy drink or something like that. Right. If you, if you want caffeine, I recommend um, something with a low to moderate dose like a, an unsweetened green tea. Caffeine itself is actually fantastic for brain function, and you know if you're not if you're not uh, having some caffeine as a poker player, you're totally missing out on the numerous health benefits you can and, and cognitive benefits you can get from caffeine. The problem usually is the delivery mechanism of that caffeine. You got the energy drinks. You got the uh, yeah. the caffeine pills. People you got pounding the, Red Bulls yeah. just nonstop. Exactly. I'm not, I'm not even tipping the drink lady anymore. I'm just I'm giving seven of them. You know, give, here's a dollar. Give me seven Red Bulls. Totally, totally, exactly. You know, it's it's exactly like that. Um, you say delivery mechanism. Is it the dosage, or is it? It's. Is there something yes with the? No. Is there something it's, with it's the what, tea that's actually better? It's. I mean, the the tea itself. There's really nothing to it. Um, there is caffeine, but aside from that, there's not too much else. You know, it's it's an herb soaked in water. Uh, you're just basically drinking the herb residue, if you will. And mm-hmm. and uh, what. What happens? You get those. You get that caffeine. You don't get the sugars. You don't get the a bunch of other garbage that they put in in Red Bull and and that kind of thing. That will result in that crash. Um, surprisingly, things like the five hour energy shots um, don't have too many horrible things in them. Um, so a lot of people think they're just concentrated doses of caffeine. Well, you look at the labels. It's really not horrible. Um, you know, as far as the ingredients list goes, it's just concentrated B vitamins. A lot of people in the fitness community um, label that as more of a placebo, but it does have a little bit of caffeine in it, so it wouldn't be an awful option. It's just really not that much. What about uh, uh, what about vegetable brominate or something like that? I see that in all of them or in a lot of them. Um, you know, I'm not gonna... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, isn't that a isn't that a square dancing like... move? Do the <laughs> what? do, do the, the, bro- the bromenade? Maybe in a gay club, the bromenade. You know, it's <laughs> like a homosexual square dance. Um. Well, you know, basically, <laughs> you're a vegetable bro- or brominated vegetable oil. I think is what you're probably, probably. referring to. Um, it, it's it's basically there's nothing horrible about this. It's it's just one of those things that's not going to have. Um, much of an effect whatsoever right. uh cool. i'm not going to pretend that i know everything about every additive in in uh you know I'm not, I'm not gonna sit here and ask you but i just I, that one stuck out in my mind because i had a couple 
there was there's this uh, site called thinkgeek.com and they have these sure. things called like mana and health potions, little like gamer thing. They dress it up in a nice little potion thing, like Diablo game type of okay. thing, and they charge you like 15 times the price or something. But it is just like the vegetable. Ah, it's just you know irrelevant. So all right, now uh, here last question on this stuff. It's it's kind of hard. It's like you can bring a bag lunch, you know. It's not like you go up to your woman and you're like, "Send me a banana and a PB and J," and I'm gonna have to stay right. the casino for a while today. So it's like you have to kind of go with what the casino offers you. So it's kind of tough. Or do you suggest bringing food with you? I mean, you can keep like a book bag next to you or something like that. You know, like, I mean, ideally that's the best option uh, if if you feel comfortable doing something like that. I mean, high level players like you know Daniel Negreanu will always bring their own food to any casino just because. You're right. It is, you know, it is difficult to, you know, put yourself in a situation where you're bound by what the casino has to offer. And you can't always rely on that. Uh, you can't always rely on them to have ideal options for you. So, I mean, controlling as many variables as you can and um, as someone who's trying to achieve peak performance is going to be your best bet. Um, occasionally you can find uh there are any more um casinos are getting a little bit more healthy uh they're offering some fresh fruits now and then um <laughs> that i've seen anyway uh here in the midwest that's where i'm based right now uh they'll they'll have more fresh fruits and you know whatnot so that's nice to see uh, but you can't always just rely on that everywhere you go because there are also going to be those temptations out there out there they're going to be those you know less than ideal foods that are going to be right next to those and right you know it's hard to say if you're going to be able to resist and just because something so. sounds like it's healthy doesn't actually mean it necessarily is like take you know like the wendy's mandarin orange chicken salad you know or whatever the it, it, it's got all oh, kinds of not. added stuff processed food you know you look at the piece of chicken that you get from it's got like white it's got like msg all over it. it's disgusting sure. you know so just be careful about that sure before we move on do you have any yeah, other actually, any other tips? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. No, you're fine. Like, I was just going to say, actually, you know, a lot of those McDonald's salads that people see, think they, they're like, oh, it's a salad. It has to be good for you. You know, surprisingly, it ha it's more calorie heavy than a lot of, than like a quarter pounder. Um, yeah. It's, it's, you know, and those foods are, uh, by and large, there are ingredients in those foods that are, that have addictive properties to them. Um, right. If you've ever seen Supersize Me, you know, yeah. the, uh, like as a, as a business, you know, if you're legally able to make your product addictive, why wouldn't you I wouldn't do it? Too. Exactly. It, it, you know, just from a business standpoint. So you got to kind of assume that they're not going to have foods on their menu that if they have the option of putting addictive, you know, uh, ingredients in there, they're not going to do it because that's just bad business. And it, it's it's sad to say it, but, you know, they got to treat it like a business because it is. So the moral of the story is, folks, is that when you've, you've decided, okay, I'm going to eat McDonald's today, right? If you're going to treat yourself whatever – don't get the healthy shit. Get the fucking Big Mac. That's what you want. You want the Big Mac. You want the double quarter pounder with cheese. And if you make the decision to eat that food, get the worst of it because that's what tastes that's best. That's not the worst. That's it. the thing, though. That's not the worst of it. You you are getting the healthy food if you get the Big Mac instead of the salad. You, right. win, you know no, it's like, win-win. Perception. Perception is the salad is good. The burger is bad. I'm going to eat McDonald's, but I'm going to get the salad because it's okay. That's not okay. I'd rather have the burger. As we've just discussed. <laughs> yeah, because I think some people go, I'm going to go to McDonald's today and I want to eat healthy. Like, I, I'm going to eat so healthy. It doesn't count. You can't do that. It's, it's like a, yeah. How much of the salad being yeah. unhealthy is like a dressing issue? And I don't go to McDonald's. I don't know what their salads have. Like, is it, 
Oh man, it's it's hard to say like you know proportion. I honestly haven't been in the McDonald's for about eight years. Because yeah. um, my sense of like fast so food salads and stuff is they're not bad if you don't eat the the like gallon of ranch dressing they put on top of it. That it's you know otherwise it's it ends up being not very d- d- tasty to eat. It's like a bunch of lettuce and like half a carrot, but. Mm-hmm. Process though, and it's usually iceberg lettuce, it's- and it's it's hard to say. Like iceberg lettuce, uh, people think it's super healthy. Honestly, it's mostly water. Yeah. There's really not much to it. Um, you are kind of filling yourself up with something that's not bad for you, but it's it's basically there's just not many nutrients. Um, usually, when when it comes to vegetables, the brighter the colors, the more nutrient rich they are. And iceberg lettuce, if you look at it, it's really kind of pale. Uh, it's more white than green, uh, oftentimes. Yeah, well, so, and when you get it from these places, oftentimes it's more brown than either of those colors. So true. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, so but before well, we move on, do you have any other suggestions for listeners about you know what they can do to be healthier or just you know maintain that A game on longer sessions, moving to live? play aside from bringing your own food what else can yeah. they do uh i mean bottom line just know what you're putting in your body um try to get try to get some sort of a routine down for your body um you know eat if you're used to eating every two to three hours uh you're if you're used to you know if you're following the recommendations in peak performance poker and you're eating small meals every two to three hours to keep a steady source of of energy and avoiding that that crash um, continue to do so when you're playing, when you're playing poker. I mean, um, if you have to sacrifice just a bit of, of information to, you know, bend down and take a bite of what it, whatever it is, you're eating, it's, it's <laughs> bend down it. and take a bite, <laughs> you know, Whoa. whatever, whatever it is, whatever it is you're doing. Um, you know, it, it's, it's definitely worth it to, you know, keep delivering a, a good source of energy to the body and allowing yourself to perform better for a longer period of time. Right. Okay, so uh, I've got I've got one gripe here, man. Now we're friends on Facebook. I see you know pictures mm-hmm. stuff, whatever. On that, you know. Sure. You're a big fan of Epic Meal Time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually went to uh, one of, one of my my roommate and I. My roommate he actually also works for uh, Workout Box. We actually went as um, Harley and Muscles glasses from from nice. Epic Meal Time. Yeah, I I love that stuff, man. It's hilarious. Um, the guy's really funny too. <laughs> I wouldn't go out and eat any of that stuff because I'd honestly get like four bites in and I feel like I was gonna die. But you know, I, it's it's really kind of cool to live vicarious or to live vicariously through what they're eating. Uh, yeah. I was actually talking with somebody the other day about how long it's gonna be before the one dude that just kind of drinks and and then eats it, you know, is going to die or have health complications. Because <laughs> I mean, honestly, think about it. They make like one to two videos a week. That means that oh, yeah. once or twice a week, that guy is just hulking down on that monstrosity. You know oh, what I mean? So I mean, that's got to be a health risk. Long term, it's super sizing. We're like epic meal time. Me, let's see that one. Where's Morgan? <laughs> sure, yeah. Walk or whatever. Uh, he's not doing himself any favors. Uh, you know, the the good thing is, um, the guy appears to be in somewhat okay shape. Which, uh, if you ever watch, what's that on the? If it's on the Food Network or the Travel Channel or whatever it is, Man vs. Food, do you guys ever see that show? No, yeah. but I know what you're talking about. Okay. Um, well, what, what's, uh, you know, if you kind of read behind the scenes uh, of what that guy does, this guy works out twice a day just so his body doesn't destroy itself uh, when he's eating this 
crap. And then when he's not eating the crap, he's going to eat really, really healthy. So it's like, it's not a regular thing. You know, if, if they were, if these Epic Mealtime guys were eating this every single day for oh, they'd be years at a time, they'd, yeah, they'd be morbidly obese and they'd be dead. They'd, you know, uh, not be able to move. So it, yeah. Uh, it's it's it would be interesting to see what goes on behind the scenes um what they eat like you know off camera uh just just to take a look i looking at those guys you know, <laughs> yeah but, man uh, god it's it it's a hilarious show so I, that's one of my guilty pleasures yeah it's pretty awesome so even even the healthy are attracted to the insane <laughs> absolutely <laughs> which is this podcast right Absolutely. And speaking of this podcast, you guys are going to want to be listening to this in the future. Uh, We've made some changes here at freepokercoaching.net. And going forward, all you need to do is like us on, what is it? What do you like on Facebook, right? You got to like us on Facebook, you got to follow us on Twitter, you got to subscribe to us on YouTube, get connected with us on a social network, uh, help us spread the word, whatever. And every time we have a new podcast after this one, this is like, you know, the this is the announcement, so the rest of them are going to include it. We are going to pick someone randomly from any of those social sites, and we're going to give them free coaching. Now, you know, in, in the past, I've been paid up to $200 plus an hour for coaching, and I'm going to give it to you for free. We're going to get you involved. We're going to do a couple hand history reviews, make a video out of it, maybe even get you on the podcast. But we want to get everybody out there that, you know, wants to learn more just involved. You know, I've done this for so long. It's a passion. It's not for, you know, any and money. It's always been a passion for me for, as teaching. So uh, just get get involved with us. We just hook it up, you know, that's it. To, to be clear, being on the podcast is part of a prize or it's a punishment? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it's more of a hazing ritual than anything. <laughs> I talked to my lawyer and I should be done with this in the next six months, I think. Right. <laughs> Good behavior. Anyway, no, it should no. That should be that's actually pretty cool. So I know some of you have followed, liked us on some things. If you do it on all the things, then it's even better. You get a higher percentage of a chance. And if you know anything about equity, you want more of it. <laughs> oh, and and that's your coaching for the week. If you. <laughs> <laughs> I just interject here. Okay, so are, are you, either of you guys fans of the NBA? Anybody a basketball fan here? You know, I just started. Uh, I got into the NBA when I moved out to LA, uh, just because everybody is a Lakers fan and Blake Griffin fan. Not really a Clippers fan, just a Blake Griffin fan. Right. Um, and you know, kind of got into it then. Like since I've been back in in the Midwest, you know, there's no real NBA stuff going on here. A lot of people like the Bulls just because. They're close, but nobody watches it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like nobody really cares, but you know, I I actually kind of miss seeing it for the first time in my life. Yeah, I mean that's what I was gonna say. Like they still haven't made any sort of a deal, and ultimately, isn't this about? I mean, this is obviously like the most retarded thing in the world. Like at the end result, it doesn't matter if you have like seventeen million dollars or nineteen million dollars. You're not spending all of that. I mean, well, I mean, you might have a really ridiculously high cost. Uh, bill amount whatever but you're in general you're you're well off right so i just it, it seems to me like the, the love and the passion of the game would come you know in front of all of this let's fight it out you know corporate versus dudes whatever you're all rich shut the fuck up and play entertain the poor people you know what i'm saying <laughs> <Entertain>. <laughs> throw me a bone here you know what i'm saying mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you, but yeah. you don't you don't want your boss getting rich off on your off your work though so it's like a balance of like everyone is uh trying to screw everybody else and get as much as they can 
It's just right. Absolutely. It's like equity. You just want as much of it as possible. <laughs> you I, ju- about I just learned that. <laughs> I don't know. I always think that that's really stupid. Like I can understand it in a teacher versus like whoever pay like government whatever situation because teachers are underpaid you know what i'm saying like teachers are supposed to be crafting the minds of the youth that are going to be the future leaders future every whatever i mean and and so that seems like a resource that would definitely you know you know the whole battle for more money it makes a lot of sense you know i mean who who of the brightest minds in this country is going to be attracted to being a teacher when you have a cap on, well, I can make like 35, 40K a year, whatever, that's bullshit. Because if they're that bright and that smart, they're going to go and do something else. When If they if they wanted to teach, they're just going to pass up on that. So it's like, don't be retarded. Pay the teachers more. Basketball players and owners, shut the fuck up. Play some games. The, that's what I'm talking about. The flip about. side of the teacher thing, and I don't know if I actually believe this, but I'm going to say it anyway, um, right. is if you, if you pay more, you're going to get people that are just teaching because it's like, oh, I get summers off and I make like 70 grand. This is sweet. Now everybody who's teaching are the people that love teaching so much. They're like, I would rather live in like a like a three wall apartment, like in the middle of the snow with no heat, just so I can teach these kids. So at least you're getting like the most passionate teachers possible instead of like people like, I don't know, like. I mean, that's kind of well, the thing is, is that they would still have to go through, you know, the qualifications. It's not just like you're the study hall teacher. What's up, bitches? I'm the study hall teacher. Don't come in this class. Today we're going to study the hall. Yeah, I don't think you understand how study hall works. Just <laughs> No, I never study hall is the class where you study the Monty Hall problem all year long. <laughs> but either way, you see my point. Like even even if you have people who are attracted to that job that aren't in love with it, it's not that doesn't mean that they're going to do a remedial job of it. Have you ever worked with people that yeah. are, are attracted to jobs for the money? They do a remedial job of it. Yeah, I mean, poker players are a pretty good fucking example. <laughs> yep. Can you imagine, po- can you imagine poker like, players who, after Black Friday, are like, I guess I'll get a job teaching? No, no offense to Del Crusby, by the way. That was not a shot at you. Oh, man, just stabs him in the heart. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, it, it's good in theory to just be like, God, the teacher have such an important job let's pay them more you know bottom line is it's you know it's all about scarcity you know who who can do this job how many people on average can do this job okay there's god knows how many people per city that are teachers who can teach um you know who have the qualifications to teach okay now how many of you can be an nba player (laughs) so it's like bottom line it's just you know, it's just the the economy that we live in, man. It's it's unfortunate yeah. seeing it, but I mean, I don't mean to compare the two like that because you're absolutely right. There's obviously way more people that are capable of teaching versus the high level basketball that goes on for that amount of money. Obviously, like there's not, you know, just it's not a big deal there. But but if you you know, just in general, if you only had 28 schools with 12 classes in them, you'd get the best teachers, and they'd be worth a lot of money. So maybe that's what we need uh-huh. to do. Is you, you cut, think, exactly. cut regional schooling. Yeah, just like the NBA. Like just cut down one school per metropolitan area, and forty thousand people could come to that class and like learn something. Well, I don't know about forty thousand. You could also just go with more online teaching. You know, from home. There could be. There's a lot of different ways you could innovate teaching. You know what I'm saying? I, I was mean, trying to put like basketball I would... metaphor because you missed the whole thing with like everyone coming to yeah. one place, metropolitan yeah. area. Look, just I'm not Scott Skiles. I got no three point shots. You know what I'm saying? I think that there's a website waiting called the I Teach or what? Maybe that's a. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think you're wrong, but thank you for sharing that. <laughs> that's that's, that's great, though, that you've, you've innovated this idea of online teaching. <laughs> Way to go. Yes. I don't have the answers, but I know that some things need to change. Let's just start there. Yeah, it, it's honestly um, an idea that I've toyed around with. Uh, I was actually dating a girl that was – she had a teaching degree, ah. but she wanted to go to law school because she wanted to change – there were so many things she thought was wrong with the system. I'm like, you know what? As an entrepreneur, you hear something like this, and you're like, God – why like she's like ah, i wish i could just homeschool my kids but i don't really have, have the time to do it well you know why isn't there a service out there like a like a website or something like that where you know you basically get homeschooling from actual teachers uh that'd be that'd be great man and they could you know it'd be a private organization you can teach what you want you don't have to teach for standardized tests to get government funding you know, because that's the main argument on like what's wrong with it. So, have you, yeah. I mean, it'd be interesting to see if that if that something like that pops up. Have you guys seen the Khan Academy? Like, it's uh, it started out. It was like a dude that was teaching like his niece or nephew math over YouTube. He has like, yep. He has like I think twenty five hundred videos or something on like all kinds of topics, and it's all it's kind of that same idea that it's like kids can watch the video and rather than spend time in school listening to a lecture, you watch the lecture at home and then go to school and practice with the teacher there. It makes a lot of sense, but it's hard because people don't want to innovate on teaching because they think that's what works. It's go. Mm -hmm. It's like people that talk about like whether or not teams should go for it on fourth down in the NFL now. They're like, oh, you don't, you don't, you always punt on fourth down. That's just the way it is. But if you actually like look at the math on it, it doesn't make sense. And so it's, but you can't get people to think, oh, the way we've been doing it for thirty years or a thousand years is wrong. Let's do it the other way. But it'll be interesting. That's why politicians should all be capped at a certain age. And when you say cap, you mean shot. <laughs> well, that, yeah, I mean, that, no, no, not necessarily. But <laughs> I'm, just, I'm not saying that. I just want to make sure you're not saying that. Right. I'm not saying that. No, okay, just checking. Cause when the secret service knocks at our digital door, I don't want to be involved. I just think that, you know, they're not really in touch with the American people. You have, like, these guys sitting around, and they're, you know, just, they've got all these ideas. There's kind of, it kind of reminds me of, like, kids in a sandbox. You know, they're like, build this castle. Let's see if the wind comes and knocks it down. Let's see if this can, can stand up against the water. Whatever. And they're not really in touch with the people that they're making decisions for. And I think that's a big problem with why no one approves of the government in this day and age. Because they're retarded, for one. And two, they're just completely devoid of the mindset and the ideals that people have these days. They're just not part of it. They're just like, he's 75, you know, he grew up in the 20s or the, you know, the 10s. <laughs> Boy, I mean, boy, a, 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 this, a hot night out for him is like you know the, the a milkshake at the hop shop or whatever. I was just gonna say this you is know? a testament to your your math education. Yes, the tens is a hundred years ago. Just so we're clear, <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying. Well, you're I think saying you're bad at math. Yes, we talked in an earlier episode about my you know how time doesn't exist. So I like, talked about this before. Yes. <laughs> but that, that's I mean, that's what Occupy Wall Street's all about, right? It's about making the politicians listen to the people that are going around spray painting buildings and causing trouble because yeah. that's how you get people to listen to you is graffiti. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I think honestly that they would they should just be 
be forced to like what if we had congress in a roach-filled apartment they had to stay in there for like a month while they debated what was going to happen to the people that are actually living in these conditions you know the things would change or like that warren buffett thing that was going around facebook where he was like i'll change it you know you can't do this do that whatever that made a lot of sense as well now correct me if i'm wrong occupy wall street is basically a protest of people, you know, kind of getting pissed at the Wall Street banks that the government gave them an eight hundred billion dollar bailout yeah. or, or whatever it was, and they brought four hundred billion of it overseas to Europe, right? I believe that was the initial. But now it's just like people against the the government. It's class warfare, you know. Like, people, people people in favor of free pizza. I think there's a lot of those showing up who just show up hoping to get free food. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. So you know, I honestly went to a uh, you know I've been getting into trading and that kind of thing, and I went to a seminar the other day to kind of figure out the situation in Europe, how it's affecting the market, that kind of thing. Because I wasn't really all that educated in it and um, wasn't really all that keen on the whole Occupy Wall Street anyway because I wasn't really stoked to see how it would affect my stocks. Right. But, uh, you know, honestly, what uh, what they said was, all right, well, here's what happened. You know, the the government, um, they're kind of trying to bounce back, you know, do, it, do it a, co- a couple different things. And one of the ways they did it, okay, we gave the banks $800 billion in a bailout fund. Well, if you're a bank and you're like a basically a professional investor and you're seeing an economy that you know isn't worth investing in and you see Europe okay it's emerging markets um economy's booming where do we want to put our money so we can make the most money possible we're going to give it to Europe we want them to do really well cuz what's going on is when they made the euro it was basically just dollar for dollar 1 dollar equaled 1 euro right and what ended up happening, well, right now, the dollar is, you know, it's about 70 cents to about a dollar 40 right yeah, now. Yeah, the euro is like hot tamales, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, I still and have one. This this kind of scheme right now of, of uh, <laughs> states sending money over to Europe um, is in hopes that, okay, the euro does well. The euro, do, you know, we want Europe to do well. All of a sudden, um, you know, we want to refinance our debt, our, our national debt of whatever trillion dollars it is. Um, and then as soon as the dollar bounces back, boom, we start paying back our debt at the refinance rate. And we end up paying way less, you know, in comparison because the dollar is worth more now. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, that like when you think about it and you're you're asking you're asking these guys that are like actually professional investors, um, is this whole Occupy Wall Street something that's a good thing or a bad thing? They're like, it's kind of dumb because you got these people are just assuming that the government doesn't know what they're doing, like or that these banks. I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to speak for the government. The banks, these guys know what the hell they're doing. I mean, come on, you know that's what they do for a living. They invest money for a living. If you're, if you're, if I'm going to ask you right now, do you want to take all your money and do you want to invest it in something that you know is not really a good market? No, hell no. You're not well, going to do it. I mean, it. obviously, we can all agree that more money is better than less money. Exactly. It's like money's, money's like equity. <laughs> Just if you know anything <laughs> about equity. There you yeah. go. I, but I think the thing is, like, I've talked to people about this, too, is that, like, the idea of, like, the average American grasping economics, like, mm-hmm. they can't. They can't understand. Like, I was talking to someone's like, well, this Obama's stimulus didn't work. It's like, well, how do you know that? What it... What metrics do you use to decide whether, yes, unemployment's at 9%. Would it have been at 7% or 11% if he hadn't done it? You don't – like there's no – people can't measure that. And so the idea is we gave all this money to the banks. I don't have any money. Why don't we give that money to me? And that's as far as the thought gets. Right. 
I hear you, man. It's it's uh you know you you're not. I mean, and that's that's bottom line when people are protesting. Okay, well, the wealthiest one percent have it so good. Yeah, of course they do because they're the wealthiest one percent of people in the world. Right. I mean, instead of protesting, you're not that you're not getting the benefits the wealthiest one percent will be, and you're out on the street not working protesting. You know, you obviously don't have a job that cares that you're not there. You know what I mean? Like these guys, if if you had a job that you know you had to be and that was where you were important you're making a difference or something like that um they probably wouldn't be like oh you want to take two weeks off and go protest something yeah but it's so difficult to get into that position i mean i have friends i have friends who have been you know 200k debt because they've finished law school and now they're a clerk for ten dollars an hour jacking off in some office you know (laughs) what i'm saying but he, he was fed my friend was fed the dream of if you go to college, you will become something. You go to college, your life will be good. Everything is set up, and then you get in the situation where you don't have what you expected. And I completely agree that there's there shouldn't be really handouts, free rolls, whatever. I definitely agree that the the people. I mean, I, I, there should be some help for people, but only if they're willing to help themselves. As far go, as man. for people popping out fucking babies and just smoking weed, sitting in the fucking ghetto, be like, oh man, I'm drunk, yo, I got my food stamps, spending on alcohol. Those people can all fucking shoot themselves in the head for my fucking care because they're a waste they're a fucking waste it's a wasteland out there and those people are just sitting there and they're stupid they're not going to ever contribute anything to society they don't have anything smart or intelligent to say they're the cause of all kinds of fucking stuff it's a whole big issue and you know what it hits home because i have family members that are like that so i know i've seen it firsthand So you want to kill your family is what you're telling me that's what what you just said right always but no i mean i'm not killing you want your family to kill themselves (laughs) i mean the thing is like i don't i don't want to get into a big political debate because neither of us know what we're talking about but (laughs) but no but i think a lot of that stuff is a symptom of of the greater problem is like there really is this the the difference between the rich and the poor is like so vast like yeah that's very true it's very true i mean i i mean pay your fair share like i've heard like oh if you want to pay your fair share why don't you pay more taxes well that's not how it works like everyone should pay their fair share like, oh, I have a million dollars. I don't want to pay taxes anymore because I earned this money. I didn't have I had to pay taxes when I was poor. It doesn't really work that way. Like there's a lot of pieces that people don't understand. It's all about what's best for me. And I think a lot of that ends up being really short sighted. Like, yes, welfare given to people that aren't working seems silly, but if you don't help those people, you have I don't know. They're human beings. Like to me, like that's the thing, I mean, is it's hard to draw that line where it's like yeah, we shouldn't give people health care because they're stupid. Well, I to me, I would rather us give socialized health care and not let all the people die, but it's a tough it's a tough <laughs> line to draw. Like I'm not Ron Paul. Ron Paul's like fine I, with yeah, killing people. Yeah. Or you're well, you want them to shoot themselves, thing. whatever. I I agree with you that there should be some help, but I don't believe that there should be for help for people who won't help themselves. Take two situations, okay? You have one guy who is, you know, he's homeless, he doesn't have any work, he's doesn't, he doesn't have an education, and you take another guy who is the same way. Now, the difference between the two is that this guy, okay, the first guy, we'll call him Dude A, and then Dude B, okay? So Dude A, when he gets help, 
he actively tries to get a job. He actively goes out. He actually tries to help himself. He does other things. You know, he doesn't want to live this way. He's smart enough to understand that this isn't a good thing. It's not doing anything, whatever. He wants to. He cares about other people. And just in general, he is just a, you know, like a feeling like empathetic person. And he's in a tough situation. He needs help, whatever. But he's willing to work to help himself. So he gets the, the help from welfare, whatever you call it. You know, a rich guy walks by, hands him a hundred bucks, whatever it is. You know, he gets help. He goes out and he does something to try to get him to dig himself out of the situation that he's in. Okay. You take that versus another person who gets the help, whether, you know, however you get, they get it and they spend it on whatever is going to make them happy for the next two days. And then the next two days after that, they need more help and they don't have anywhere to get it. And they're, they're never going to get out of that cycle because they're not putting themselves in a situation to help themselves. So that's a problem. So I think that if you have a resource, Okay, and there are infinite people out there who are going to receive that resource, the ones who will help themselves and eventually be able to perhaps help other people or at least help themselves and be a, you know, like a functioning like person, they can take care of themselves, whatever that I would rather give that resource to that person than the other person who's just going to, you know, short term. I'm going to eat, I'm going to drink, I'm going to do whatever this is, makes me happy, makes me happy. I need more help the next time. That person is never going to get out of that cycle. And if there's no way to break them from that mindset, if there's nowhere to get them to the mindset of the other person, well, then they, you know, that resource should always be given to the guy who's going to have a shot at being a normal person or take care of himself, take or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Because the other person, you're just wasting it. You know what I mean? You don't, you don't go after a flush draw if you don't have enough odds to call. It's not just like it's not like there's implied. You have more implied odds with dude A than dude B. Implied odds. So. The more implied odds you have, it's, it's like equity, right? It's like equity. And if you know anything about equity. No, I mean, the thing to me is, I mean, again, I don't mean to have this debate, but it's it's like there's a lot of issues. There's like how many people that are poor and homeless have mental health issues, how many have drug problems, alcohol problems or whatever. If you give them if you give five bucks to someone who's addicted to something, yeah, they're going to spend it on their addiction. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't give them the money. It just means you got to deal with it better. Like, sure does. Oh, I don't, I don't agree with that. But that's, that's, that's the, you know. But I think that's the problem. That's, I think a lot of people, it's like, oh, they're just going to waste it, so we shouldn't give them any. Well, why don't you teach them how not to waste it? I mean, that's the like, you look at public education. You don't teach kids how to deal, how to manage money. You don't teach people how to eat right. Like, I think, I mean, back, bringing it back to the reason Travis is here, if he hasn't hung up already, <laughs> <laughs> is, I mean, like. I mean, diet and exercise, like basic core things are not part something we teach people. Like you have to figure it out on your own. You have to have the resources to buy books, to take classes, whatever. Like that's the kind of stuff you want to give people like money here, teach them how to eat better and they'll be healthier. They'll be more productive, all this stuff. But we don't, we just like throw money. Here's some money, go buy some food, you know, wouldn't that start previous you know what I mean? Before, you know what I'm saying? Like that would start either with the upbringing or it would start with it. And honestly, how is the person, if, want to bring their kids up these days. But I mean, if someone, if you were never taught money management and then you, I wasn't and, been homeless. I was homeless. You know what, what happened? I, I, had a, <laughs> right. I was never taught anything. I have a ninth grade education. I never graduated from high school. Do you think I'm at least a reasonably intelligent person from knowing, you know? Yes. No. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? But you, but you, but you, you could be honest. I was just kidding. Um, no, but I mean, like, you're not taught this stuff. Like, you have to go out and learn it on your own. Otherwise, you know, I mean, if you're, you have a ninth grade education, the average person with ninth grade education 
is not going to learn anything beyond that point about money management. They have a kid. Where's the kids going to learn about the money management? I mean, there's wants and there's the ability. Like you, everyone who wants to like learn how to do everything doesn't have the time and resources. You're working two or three jobs. You don't have time to study personal finance. Information is all over the place. If you want information in this day and age, you're going to receive that information. Whether it's you go on the internet and find it, you go to the library, you go on the internet at the library, you ask people anything you want to know as in this day and age, you can have it. So if if the people who are making the active conscious decision to just spend you know whatever resource they receive on something and never really realizing that they're the rake, they can't beat the rake. That's the bottom line, right? Because the rake costs them X to live. They never get ahead of that. They never put themselves in that situation and you're saying that you should still help those people you should still give them the resource and i say well if you're going to help those people then they're they're going to be able they need to be able to receive the help first of all and they want they have to have the desire and the want to change that situation because if they don't then they can't then it's just a wasted resource and i know it's very it's difficult to try to say okay well this guy is worth it this guy isn't but at some point you have to draw a line you have to have some sort of a process to figure out which you know it's worthwhile and which isn't because the, for the people that aren't they're, they're they're never going to change that's the thing is that like if you if they won't change they don't want to change they're not interested in the help except for the short term you know self gratification whatever well then it's a whole issue because it's just a wasted resource so yeah i mean again right. you get into the problem of like who has the ability to change? Like, yes, there's a ton of information, but if you're working 16 hours a day and raising kids by yourself, you don't have time to learn these lessons. You can't learn them. You can't pass them on to your kids. And it perpetuates a cycle. Like, it's not like people work nine to five and then go home and play video games. Like, that's not the average poor, you, like you, poor you, person's you life though you know what i mean so if you if you chose to have kids if you even if you well i mean i'm saying you choose to get pregnant obviously you don't just like click a button hey i'm pregnant what's up but if you chose to have unprotected sex whatever it is however the situation happened that you ended up getting pregnant now you have this you know kid that you have to take care of and pay for you know it's it's your decision it was your decision to t you know to have that unprotected sex so that is your you know dig you know you, you have to you have to line your grave if you dig it you know what i mean uh, you dig? it, it perpetuates it's a cycle though like the thing is so because your parent had you at 16 and couldn't teach you anything, you're kind of fucked. And it's like, uh, sorry, that's just you. You know, that's the way it is. You should have picked better parents like it's getting dealt a bad hand. Like, sorry, that's it. Isn't really a great okay. solution. I you mean, got, you uh, got yeah, seven deuce. Sorry. Getting dealt a bad hand and being able to do something or not do something. As, whatever that decision is, you know, if you're a thinking person with free will, whether you're the homeless guy or the, you're in the 1%, you have the ability to make a choice regardless. Regardless of what you say, you, you can't figure out who's worthy and who isn't. If you have the ability to make a choice, if you're a thinking human, then you do have that ability. And if you can't because you have mental problems, then you shouldn't be outside. You should be in an institution somewhere. Right, because Reagan didn't shut those down. <laughs> Seriously, like, I mean... It, yes, in a great world where everyone is a reasonably intelligent person and has the ability to do these things, that would be awesome. That's just not the way the world is, though. It's not It's not even about reasonable intelligence. If you touch fire, it burns. You going to do it again? Yeah. What? I don't understand your point. No? I don't? What I'm, <laughs> I don't? What, I, what I'm saying is that you're, I'm not, it's not about being reasonably intelligent. It's, they don't have to be reasonably intelligent to make the, the, you know, the decisions that they're making. It's, it's literally like if you put your hand in fire, you get burned. So you probably don't put your hand in fire again. You know, and if you get a job and you I don't you, think the biggest problem in the poor community is people with burned fingers. So that's a lesson that I don't think. But <laughs> like, yes, I'm fine with them not touching, 
covering fire is hot in school, but things like personal finance that it is really hard to learn how to manage your money. Yes, I spent it all again. Okay, but why? Like, <laughs> it's not as simple as I'm out of money. I guess I shouldn't have done that. Next time I won't spend it all. Like, there's a, it's a lot more complicated than that. I yeah, think you're I'm saying if, if they're smart enough or. But if they're not, that's my point. Not everyone is smart but, enough to figure it out on their own. You, you only get, you have a small enough sample size of like, shit, I ran out of money to figure it out before you're just out of money. Sure, but if they're okay, if they're okay, all right. If they're smart enough to realize it, then they can get help because they're smart enough to realize it. And if they're not smart enough to realize it, but if they're smart enough to recognize, you know, fire, not fire, okay, just take any person for the fire, you touch it or not, no, then that person has the ability to take that, or at least if you explain it to them, anybody could explain it to them, that money is the same way. If you spend this money, if you need it for something else, you don't have that. It's the same thing. It's like loss or gain. You gain a burned hand if you touch something. You lose the money if you spend something. You know, And any of these people, if they have that intelligence enough to know the difference between right or wrong is what we're really getting at here, right or wrong, consequence choice, then those people can be taught, if nothing else, By about who? money management. Any, anybody who is qualified to do but that. Who is teaching the them? That's the thing. Like, there's no one teaching them this information. Like, it's not. There's not a guy in every community. It's like, come to me, and I'll explain personal finance. Then the resource they should be given isn't money for their woes. It should be the resource that they're missing, which is the teacher teaching them. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying you should just hand everybody money, but saying right. saying you guys are screwed. Sorry, I don't buy. Yeah, but I'm um, <laughs> I'm not saying that entirely. You told them to shoot themselves. That's right. So I'm That's just right. saying, like you pretty it's much said, that... you guys are screwed. Here's a bullet. <laughs> I'm not saying it. I'm saying that though they might as well. If that's all of the, you know what I'm saying? If they don't have the ability to change that, if they don't have any ability to think, if they don't know the difference between right or wrong, or if they know the consequence and they're still just going to do it every time, well, then fuck those people. What are they going to fucking do for anybody else or anything? Nothing. They're not going to be, they're just going to be living in their own wallowing misery for the rest of their goddamn lives. I'd like lives. to point fuck out that. you're walking a really fine line about talking about what are these people going to do for anyone else as a poker player? <laughs> well, I don't think poker it's 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 irrelevant. It's it's just a game. You know what I'm saying? You win money, you lose money, you play the game. It's a skill game, whatever. I mean, what does that have to do? I mean, I, I think that's just a really dumb argument in general. Poker players don't do anything for society. Have you ever seen Viffer's thread where he's just giving away thousands of dollars to, you know, kids for Christmas and stuff like that? I mean, poker players do what they want. If the it's not the game, it's the player, right? Don't hate the player, hate the game. That's it's completely the opposite with poker. Don't hate the game, hate the player. It's his decision what he does with the money that he wins or loses. Well, if he doesn't have the money, he doesn't, you know. But it's if he wins money at poker because he's a good player and he's beaten the game, it's his decision whether he wants to be a contributing member of society or not. It's got nothing to do with poker, and that's a retarded argument. All right. So anyway, Travis, tell us about your book. What's up, Travis? <laughs> you guys go all out of this show, <laughs> don't you? We're fucking crazy, man. I mean, it's just, it's just passion. It's good debate. I mean, it's it's good debate did... and your side of it. Sorry, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. That was good. That was good. That was. <laughs> nothing, I got nothing for that. <laughs> so, what do you guys think about gay marriage? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, if I'm not in the bedroom, they're not coming after my ass they can do whatever they want you know what I'm saying? they they i have no interest in who anyone else is betting unless it's like in my house one time i had a friend who was like yo man can i go bang this chick in your bed and i was like not really and he's like what about that room over there and i was like i guess and then he jizzed on my guitar oh good <laughs> he cleaned it up so here's but he came out <laughs> i really think that congress is not covering that enough when they have this gay marriage debate 
The jizz on the guitar. Yeah. <laughs> you make a really relevant point. <laughs> and is that the guitar you named yourself after? Huh? Uh, that wasn't the specific Just checking. one. No. That would be weird. <laughs> man, I fucked up in the beginning. I could have had different names on different poker sites, but man, that was like my favorite guitar. I put that on every poker site. Yep. <laughs> so what, what do you think about all this stuff we've been blabbering on? <laughs> Uh, don't drag him into this. Let's talk. You don't, you don't have to. You know what I'm saying? You can just kind of give us the, the the final note on it or whatever. The over. Um, which one? On gay marriage? Well, no, no. no. I mean, no, well, about the guitar. About. No, let's go. Let's. I mean, relevant to your, you know, areas of expertise, like the whole like diet and exercise in school, like that kind of thing. You're with me on that, right? I mean, that's. You know, it's 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 unfortunate seeing how much it's getting cut out of curriculums, man. That's I, I tell you what, in college even, uh, at my university, um, it it like personal wellness courses used to be required. Uh, they were under like the required class, you know, liberal arts core courses, and you know, towards the end of you know when the economy went in the toilet, um, and they needed to you know cut budgets like crazy. The first thing they did was uh, cut all graduate assistantships and and adjunct professors. They had like a freeze on that. Well, the people who taught all these personal wellness courses were typically graduate assistants, so they stopped making that required um, program. And most people didn't really feel like, you know, going from their accounting class to volleyball and getting all sweaty and then going to marketing or something like that so that kind of took a huge hit um it's not really even a requirement anymore and it was just because of budgeting and it's really unfortunate because it's one of those classes that like everybody benefits from like you need to be healthy man you need you need uh your health is the most important thing you have absolutely Uh, and and even if you have a family, you describe you're you're like, oh man, you know, my my family comes before my health. Well, you know, no, it doesn't, because your family looks to you as an, an as an example, and you want your family to be healthy. You want to take care of your family, and you can't do it unless you're healthy. So, I mean, right. bottom line, it's something that everybody needs, and it's it's unfortunate that some courses like humanities teaching me about um, the ancient Egypt, Egyptians or some shit like that gets to be a required class when you know keeping my my body out of a state of hypertension or or decreasing my risk of a heart attack or you know increasing the ability of my mind to think right you know um becomes a non-required class it's uh yeah it's just unfortunate i mean it would be easy for them to at, at least in you know grade schools high schools whatever i mean they I know that some of those places are offering like a healthier selection or whatever, not just like pizza and chocolate milk. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's a that's an important step, and they need to continue because, like you said, I mean, that doesn't make any sense to me when you're going to need this health information for life, and it's way more important than knowing what some Egyptian dude did, you know, back in the totally. day. I mean, it's got totally. nothing to do with breakfast. I don't. I'm not. I'm not eating like Egyptian cornflakes. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I hear it's you. It's not man. like fucking pyramidos or whatever. You know. <laughs> <laughs> You know, free free cane inside. You know, free mummy 
whatever marshmallow mummies no i hear you i hear you, I, I hear yeah, you it's, too it's, i don't uh... really know what those words mean but i hear them <laughs> marshmallow mummies come so, on man when i was in elementary school there was a budget for like one pe teacher that was supposed to kind of like teach the teachers how to take their kids out and do stuff and no one really did it and the budget dried up and they stopped having pe it's like a elementary school thing and like that's such an easy thing. Like, kids, go outside, run in a circle. Like, play basketball. Dude, play we, we, we played the Super Dodgeball. Oh, well, that's a Nintendo game. We played Dodgeball. <laughs> and we played the Red Rover game. You ever play that Red Rover, Red Rover, let that dude in blue come over or whatever? That was a, oh, totally. That was always Because cool. those games weren't antagonistic towards, like, the weak kids at all. Like, Not at all. But, I mean, that's the thing. Well, not, and uh, I think that's what ends up happening, Rover. though, is, like, the out-of-shape kids. Like, if those are what you're doing at PE, like, it's teaching people not like let's go play kickball it's like here's what you can do that's going to be better for you like don't eat that cheeseburger because if you give them cheeseburgers in the cafeteria every day for 12 years that's what they're going to eat for the rest of their lives what, what about that chicken fat song that, that you always like i don't know you do that <laughs> you know what i'm talking about don't say chicken fat that you always like i know what you're talking about <laughs> not you like i'm not talking about you i'm just like in, in general Sorry. obviously i thought our listeners are going to think that i have like a personal chicken fat song you love chicken fat. But yeah, chicken fat. It was a song. It was like, oh, you chicken fat, go away. You like do si You like turn around, do a little twist in the gym class. I mean, even a fat kid can get into what that. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm talking about a song. That I got that part. Gym that was the only part teachers, I understood. The gym teachers used to use. Is currently, I don't know. I, just, I did it in like elementary school. For people to exercise, my gym teacher would be like, "Okay, everybody, stand room now. Do the do the twist, you know." <laughs> I think, I think your gym fat. teacher had recorded a song about chicken fat and made you listen to it. It's on YouTube. I'll find <laughs> it right now. I guarantee it. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know about the chicken fat, but uh, you know, it, honestly, it was it, it was uh, two to one. It, it was honestly that that's an argument that a lot of um, <laughs> legislators have used. They're like, "Oh, well." gym class it's it's good in theory but it it actually like um it isolates certain children because they're not as in shape as other children so you know it can make these guys feel insecure and and whatnot and honestly bottom line is it they need to stop dancing around the problem if these if these people if these little kids aren't in shape they need to you know help them get in get in shape instead of saying okay Instead of helping you get healthy, we're just going to put you in a situation where you may not be as ridiculed because you're out of shape. Like what? I oh mean, yeah, I, get him in shape. I totally am this not saying it's a reason to not have gym class. I just think like no, I hear you. I feel like part of dodgeball is a really lazy way to do gym class. Like, hey, go throw balls it at each other. I'm going to go over here and watch TV. Like, <laughs> I mean, and that's really like, I mean, it. The people that were teaching those gym classes were meatheads. They weren't people that were like trained in healthy living. Like. He was usually a big fat guy in a polo shirt. Like he's not a guy teaching you how to live well. Yeah, isn't it hilarious how often that like a gym teacher, a physical education teacher, is overweight? Through the it years? really is. That's it's, ridiculous. It's pretty funny. Because my, my high school, like actually, like all of the the gym teachers were the sports coaches who like understood that sort of thing. But the classes still ended up being like, why don't you guys go play flag football now? And it's it's not about like here's here's some exercises you can do at home to get yourself healthier. Like here's you know, make this part of your routine. It was like when you go to gym class, you do the gym thing. When you're done, you're done. Like you don't take it home with you. Mm -hmm. But sure. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm I'm on board with you. It's it's uh I'm glad we all agree on something. 
I've if, got if something not, for you guys. It's gonna this is gonna change the tone of this. We're gonna break this all it's out. It's not the chicken fat song, is it? <clears throat> no, I, I promise not. It's, it's it's like a hilarious piece of information that I that I caught on Yahoo the other day. I like that you still use Yahoo, by the way. I'm I'm happy to hear. Well, yeah. I do sometimes. No, I'm glad. Yes, they use the Google as well. I use it all. Okay, why ready? is it French? Go ahead. <laughs> it's like a roll, Holmes. I'm on a roll. Uh, okay. You guys know who the Insane Clown Posse is, right? Sure. Yeah. I don't know if you can you use, can you use the present tense on them, but yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> who they were? Yes. You know they're well, are were whatever. Uh, do you know who? <laughs> you know their followers consider themselves juggalos, right? I did not know that actually, but okay. You didn't really? I'm not a. I'm not an insane clown posse historian actually. Right. Well, I'm just saying. It's, I don't know. I guess it's whatever depends on what media you're you get exposed to but anyway uh so icp followers juggalos okay. right the fbi has classified them as a gang oh wow crips like the bloods the the juggalos have been classified as a gang by the fbi officially okay they have been now or this is just being released it just it just just like recently like it just happened like it was just I was wondering if they're just unsealing documents from like back when the insane clown posse mattered. <laughs> Sorry, juggalos, don't get me. <laughs> I just realized I've offended a gang. <laughs> Be careful. Oh, uh, you don't want to mess with that, man. I've been watching Gangland on the History Channel, Whew. and uh, some of those are pretty intense. Did you see the episode about the insane clown posse concert? I you know I, I feel like that's going to be a future episode. I just think that's so ridiculous because basically what they're trying to say is that, I mean obviously you know if they, they go to the concert whatever people like to paint their face up go you know whatever wear a shirt maybe wear like a gold chain or something but like the, it just seems ridiculous that anybody who commits a crime wearing like a, a piece of you know insane clown posse anything is going to be like classified as a juggalo part of a gang you know it's just so weird it doesn't make sense. It's a uh, it. it God, I just hope that me saying this stuff isn't going to get me like green lighted by their mafia boss. I think their the, juggalo the, the juggalo boss. dons. You like that though? Green lighted. That's the that's the uh, <laughs> History Channel gangland term for somebody getting a hit put out, put out on them. Man. I wish I knew ICP yeah, songs right. so I could like start doing like parodies <laughs> of gang terms. But anyway, go ahead, go ahead, get get yourself green lighted. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I'm gonna try not to. That's uh, that's not good when you get green lighted. Apparently, get yourself lightsabered. There you go. <laughs> that's better. Totally. <laughs> it's just so weird to me. You know, it just doesn't make sense. I don't know. Maybe there's a there whole go. like underground juggalo like infrastructure that you didn't realize was there. Yeah, but then they also said in the same article that they were like, eh, you know, it's it's hard to say they're they like migrate. <laughs> randomly and they're pretty hard to kind of track down and it's hard they're not really a mobilized unit they're just kind of like ran and they have all these like random elements that just had nothing to do obviously with with being a gang they just show I mean, up I'm randomly in amphitheaters throughout the country yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. do they have like like uh gang ink like gang tats and like uh, tags. Oh, that they, they all show up with like th like thirty people in one car and like. Oh, sorry, that's real clowns. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, they're always at the circus. <laughs> they're throwing. They're so... always throwing pies. Nice. I like it. They buy big red pl fluffy nose and fluffy. They buy big red fluffy noses in bulk. 
<laughs> Comedy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, that's I thought that was pretty interesting because it's just, I mean, it's all like, you know, all right, well, who, who else has like Kiss fans? They dress up. Kiss fans, are they in a gang? Or can, anybody who could, if that's you know, the case, is Kiss also in that gang? Because they're, they're hardly, they're not, go ahead. They're not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to start this? That's I'm going to start lobbying for the monkeys again if, in a second if you keep this up. No, that's cool. They don't wear makeup. Yeah, they should be. Yeah, they did. They were on TV. See? That's what it is. Well, you wear makeup. You're not in. <laughs> you got me. That's that's true. Davy Jones, so pretty. I was just trying to explain to somebody like the relevance of Kiss. They're like, why is Kiss so popular? And it's like, I don't actually know, but... I guess a lot of people like they they their fans sort of were a gang. They were an army, weren't they? Wasn't the Kiss Army like wasn't that their fan club? So it's a yeah, it's worse than a gang. They're a military force. <laughs> yeah, they better they better classify them pretty quickly. Get this taken care of. <laughs> like you have to like go to like the Kiss consulate or something and like try and. <laughs> That's interesting. That's yeah, funny. Gene Simmons, you know. <laughs> that guy is something else. <laughs> This show is yeah, always did. funny. That guy is great. <laughs> Ozzy couldn't have a gang. He couldn't. Rub it back. Did Ozzy just say to bomb the insane clown pussy? <laughs> no, just, he said they were the bomb. That's different. The <laughs> bomb. Oh. Uh, I love Ozzy. <laughs> Where this discussion is just. This is what I'm glad we have an outline going in, so we know what we're going to talk about. And if I'd known yeah. you were doing ICP jokes, I would have had a bunch ready, but I don't. <laughs> yeah, I just thought that was something that was pretty weird, you know, just as in the travels over the internet. So, what about this FTP discussion that has surfaced or whatever? They had like the hearing or or whatever that was. Maybe I wasn't a hearing. I don't know what the right word is, but they talked about it. And they had all kinds of people there from the industry. They had like the 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 Damato and the, the you know poker players, lines guys or whatever. Or, I, think. I feel like you researched the insane clown posse more than this story. No, not at all. <laughs> I didn't research either of them, really. No, I think yeah, that's true. Um, no, I think it's good. I mean, it sounds like it's a step in the right direction, but I mean, as, as a U.S. player, I wouldn't expect to get my money back anytime soon. But I also yeah. don't really care because I'm not going to get a play. So whatever you get, <laughs> I don't. I don't think it helps. It doesn't help the industry at all, except that it gets like the the. I don't know. The full tilt negativity goes away a little bit because it re- it it does. Like I think if you if they're not owned by the same people, like UB was a lot worse before they got, they sold it to other people, and these they could go like, oh, those people are gone now. It helps a little bit. To the same, they sold it to the same people though. At UB, this is different. This <laughs> different. It was just a cover up. They're just like, yo, we'll just flip flop this over and bam, Frogger. No one will suspect us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but I thought this, I was listening to the, the tail end of that discussion, and it was pretty funny because some of the, you know, the uh, political dudes or whatever, they were, <laughs> they were like, uh, what's really important is the customer, con- you know, consumer safety or whatever. And they're just talking about how they want to make sure that they can protect consumers and all that and stuff. And I'm just like, how is that in this situation, like with poker, uh, why doesn't that transfer over to something else like tobacco? Because they clearly don't care there. Fair point. Well, it's, it's, so why, why does it have to be here they care so much, but there they don't care at all? 
it's uh i mean i I know a lot on a lot of the poker podcasts that i've listened to um they've said basically you know the big hurdle is so many of these legislators have to kind of admit that they were wrong yeah and it's difficult for them to do that's a tough one that's a tough one guys and if you know anything about being wrong i don't actually (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I didn't think you did (laughs) no i think that's the problem with with like congress in general like as soon as you change your mind you're a flip-flopper as opposed to someone that learned something, right. which in, in the real world is a positive thing. Like, hey, I gained information and formed an opinion. No, not in Congress. I think we should send the resources, you know, that we're going to help these these people learn money management and help Congress learn how to not be children. Well, but the thing Let's is, people want them to be children. That's the problem. Like, people are like, okay. yeah, they didn't change their mind on anything. That's retarded. It is. So is a lot of people in this country. That, that's true. That's true. And, and All right, I'm sorry, listeners. I feel like I need to say, you know, I apologize for anyone in this country. A lot of you might be retards by Bryce's hand. <laughs> the Grouch. And that's why we call him the Grouch, folks. I, as much as I may think some of you are retarded, I don't want you to kill yourself. So at least we're not, it's not as bad as the Jaguar. Hey, I don't want them to kill themselves either. I just said they might as well if that's going to be the, you know, how their life is going to come to fruition. And I know that that's probably just because if I felt like my life was going to go like that, then I would feel the same way. Like, I want to just kill myself. So I just want to be clear on that. I don't feel like anyone deserves death or should get the death or give themselves the death. But, <laughs> you know, that's how bleak it would be, in my opinion. Travis, would you like to apologize for anything? Uh... <laughs> For coming on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I want to apologize to the Juggalos. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're down to a yellow light now. <laughs> Pretty soon you'll be. Oh, what if it gets to the red light? That doesn't. No, red lighted good. is good, right? If green lighted is bad, red lighted must be good. I, I gotta assume it's good. I, you know, Stop! Don't so. kill him. He's red lighted. Yeah. Red lighted. Mm. Traffic versus ICP. <laughs> I. Yeah, it's uh, that's that. I think that's. I think I'm good with uh, <laughs> I think we're tight now. I think we're okay. Cool. If anyone who is an ICP fan and is listening to this, like, tell me how you got this podcast on your cassette player. <laughs> Dude, you just got green right there. I think <laughs> yeah. Those guys are all about doing what they want. You know what I mean? And that that's cool. That's a cool idea. I feel I kinda have you ever seen any of the literature or any of the media about their gathering of the juggalos? I kinda feel like they're the new hippie, just running around, just banging everybody, doing drugs, you know, just doing whatever you want, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Don't, it sounds like that's how Occupy Wall Street's gonna end up. They're all gonna end up being ICP fans. <laughs> Maybe that is banging each other all day. That yeah. does sort of sound like what's going on in Occupy Oakland. I don't like the yeah, I saw the pictures. Did you see the pictures for that? Yeah. I mean, that's pretty close to me. Like, that's one of the closer ones to me. And it's like, yeah, they're just going. They, like, put up a fence and, like, put dumpsters behind it so no one can get into the port. And then we're surprised people were angry. Yeah, they're mad at you because you're stopping them from going where they want to go. Like, Because, <laughs> you know, the longshoremen are part of that 1%. So, but they also, like, are spray painting on Whole Foods because that'll show them. I don't know. Yeah, because that's a corporation. It's you know, man, it's it seems kind of counterintuitive to me as well. Because these these very same people who are protesting, um, really really support the government, f- like helping to fund small businesses. 
But when they succeed in funding the small businesses and the businesses turn into big businesses, it's it's time for these to go. You know, well, I so, mean, it's like it's yeah, like being I mean, a fan of bands as they grow. I don't know if you've been fans of bands that are really small and then like break out. All of a sudden, all their original fans are like, "Why do people like this band now?" I hate. Well, that's I hate that they have all these fans. <laughs> Didn't you like? Why are you mad that the thing you like is popular? Like, that's true. You know, I, I, that means you were right the whole time. I, I agree in that sense, but also in that sense, when you're so you agree you're and disagree band, with my point. Yes, I agree with the fact that people are silly in that sense, thinking about, oh, they're popular now versus unpopular. That doesn't affect your listening experience at all, except for the quality of the music they put out. And I think that changes as bands get you know, more popular in general, because you get more popular, you make more money, you have more problems, you got less to worry about. Because when you're poor, you're hungry, you're traveling around, you're in a fucking van, you're like, you know, going to all these underground club shows, playing for like, you know, 30 drunk dudes, and just, you know, you're you're not making much of anything at all. And when a, a band that's in that situation, playing their heart out, trying their, you know, play their, make their best music, whatever, they're inspired, they're passionate, they have all these, this drive, and then they get in a situation where they become, you know, not even like, you know, Stone Cold Million I mean, I guess for some like pop stars that happens, but just you know, well off. Now they have less to complain about. All of a sudden, they're eating food from wherever they want. They're doing whatever they want. They're sleeping till whenever they want. They're still doing tours, but yes, they're making money. This whatever. There's less of that. Like I have the drive and the passion to do this, you know, because they want to achieve something. And now they've achieved that. They lose a lot of that steam, so they're later, and plus they become may, perhaps more influenced by producers and record labels, whatever, trying to get the most out of this and that. So, you know, it's all like a, obviously it's very speculative, but I, can, I definitely see a lot of bands that uh, just end up with worse stuff as they go. I feel like Whole Foods got less hungry as they got big, too. <laughs> <laughs> like, they yeah, just lost so. the drive to, produ like, have good produce. <laughs> Pretty they soon started they falling the in with, like, the wrong producers, and it was just horrible. <laughs> They got the ICP produce plan. They're buying salads from McDonald's and selling those in the aisles. Iceberg lettuce <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Holberg foods. <laughs> um, uh, comedy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just really, it all depends. I mean, if a, I have no problem with a, a company getting big, obviously that's the deal. We've all, we can all agree. That's the dream, man. That's, you know, as a, as a business owner, you like, you don't want to be a small business. I mean, some people do. I don't get me wrong. There are some business owners I've I've spoken at some uh, entrepreneurship seminars where they try to show like a range of like a diverse panel. Like one person will be from a, a big company. One person will be the you know the CEO of a up and up and coming company. The other one will like own a small mom and pop shop. And a lot of those people just they're like I don't want to get bigger. I'm happy, happy where I am. Right. I feel like that's got to be the minority, though. You know, as a business owner, you always want to make your business more successful. Like that's what yeah. you that's what you go to work for I mean, every day. I mean, does it? I mean, obviously, like everything is the bottom line is is more money, less money. But when you're already like a huge successful corporation, let's like take eBay for example. Uh, their their customer service is terrible. Their customer service is just as bad as Full Tilt. It's very hard to get in touch with anyone that's an actual human. It's very hard to get any of your problems you know dealt with and all of their calling centers aren't even people who are like on the reg it's just like a, the constantly churning because you know i think about call centers you know people just get a job there for like a week or two and then they're done I mean, that has one of the highest turnover rates as far as jobs go besides maybe like mcdonald's shit like that whatever uh but that it still has a very high turnover rate as far as employees go so you have very it's, they're just reading something off a piece of paper they can't actually help you with anything
thing. Like most people that are, you know, in a situation where they want to go to customer service, they need something very specific that's, you know, taken care of. They have a problem with an order, a problem with damage, problem with a, another person on eBay, whatever. And they can't actually get any realistic help because these people are just working from another country. Like I talked to a guy maybe, you know, a couple weeks ago, whatever. And I was like, where are you? You know, because everything he kept saying was, oh, I'm so sorry about this. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And he just kept saying, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And that's so you know he's he not saying. an American because he's apologizing. Because that's exactly. <laughs> Rule that out. Maybe, like, maybe Canadian. And I, I finally, I was just like, I was just curious. I was just like, well, where are you? And he was like, I'm in Asia. And I'm like, where in Asia? And he's like, I'm not permitted to say. <laughs> I'm like. What you know what I mean? What am I coming? I'm not coming to get you. I don't have any ICP connections or anything. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. So like, it's it's not necessarily that big business shouldn't keep being big business, but perhaps, and it's again, they don't have to do any of these things, but perhaps they could make some slightly better moral decisions on the behalf of their customers. Well, I mean, they don't have to. They can just keep fucking you in the ass all day long. eBay, let me tell you something. If you guys want to really, you know, just get some free shit, you can buy something off of eBay or Amazon, and you can just say when you get it that it's broken, whether it is or whether it isn't, and they will side with you nearly 99% of the time. And at Amazon, when they side with the person who buys it and said it was broken, they don't even require that person to send it back to the guy before he gets a fucking refund. So you can just buy, like, a $500 or something or other. Like, this shit's broken. Tell Amazon, you know, eight is and they'll just butt fuck you. They'll just be like, all right, well, you know, that guy, you, here's your $500 refund. And you don't have to send the item back. That's the way it is. That's literally the way it is. Oh, that's that doesn't surprise me at all. Actually, I, I ran a, a company for a while um, called supplementshelf.com. We basically, we, were, we sold um, supplements over the internet. Right. And what we, we ended up having to shut the company down because it became such a target for um, credit card fraud. Mm-hmm. And what would, what would happen is these people would buy supplements in bulk. Um, we would ship them out to them. Uh, I mean, we would we would have to buy them from the vendors and then ship them out to them. And uh, then when they received them, they would go ahead and put a uh, dispute the charges on their credit card. And this happened, yep. God, like 50 times in a row. Uh, and it got to the point where I think that this, the scammers were just telling their other scammer friends, to be honest with you. It had to have been. Um, and it, it just got to the point where we were losing so much money just on credit card fraud because every time it happened, the you know it's PayPal would be like, you know what, man, um, we can see this happening, but it is always up to the credit card company if they side with the person who placed the dispute. We have to honor that, otherwise, our contract um, with them becomes invalid. Right. And and so they. They they're basically like we're kind of at the mercy of the credit card company, you know. Bottom line, the credit card company is usually going to side with their customer because they're mm-hmm. getting the money Absolutely. from their customer. So I'm just like, you know what, man? It's unfortunate um, the way that that system works. There's got to be a better way to do it somewhere down the line. Somebody has got to, you know. There's because credit card scammers are becoming so prevalent. It's so it's so easy to do. All you have to do is just tell them, hey, this is broken. And yeah. you're screwed. And if you want customer service, you have to talk to some guy who doesn't know where he is in Asia. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> if he can't figure that out, he certainly can't help you except for reading. I'm so sorry, sir. I'm so sorry, sir. I'm so sorry, sir. And they just keep mm-hmm. saying that over and over again because they don't have any other rebuttals on their page. You know, I, I know how it's, I, I definitely did a little bit of telemarketing for a while. I worked in a couple call centers back in the day. It's just a constant bunch of it's like a bunch of pregnant women and then a couple of random dudes that, that don't have anything else going on. I can't I cannot imagine <laughs> was, what you as a telemarketer would be like. 
<laughs> hey, you want to buy a product? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, buy, I'll, buy, I'll buy it. I'll buy it. Go away. <laughs> yeah, uh, I did well. Let's just say that. I did well. 738 calls an hour. It's... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the, the worst thing about that is that like you you can't actually make some of the sales unless you get people to have like good credit. Yeah, they have to have good credit. Back in the day, that's what I was doing, selling cell phone contracts. But either way, you know that's off track. I mean, the, the bottom that's line off is track. that that's off track. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't really happen this, these days. Now they just screw you up front. They're like, you can get this free phone, but it'll cost you a two year service fucking contract. And if you disconnect early, we, you know, send people after you and, and charge you $400. It's like the most retarded shit. Yeah, back whatever. in my day, we, we tricked them. And then, <laughs> well, no, they just had to have credit. I mean, I just, I just talked to them. And like, Hello. And I'm just, <laughs> is, that, is that the place you used to call them? No, oh, just checking. Hi, this is, you know, whatever I used to just make up. And this is Jack Johnson with blah, 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 blah. And they're like, I you love your song, Bubbly Toes. For a while, I did. Uh, <laughs> wow, Jack Johnson yeah, reference. Oh, well done. <laughs> it's the only one I have. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know that was a person. I mean, I guess it's pretty common. It's probably a pretty common name. It's a, he's a, he's kind of like a softer, more pussy version of John Mayer, I would say. Yeah, he's well, like, he's like a less badass Jason Mraz. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'd have to be in a brothel to get more pussy than John Mayer. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> You could you could take that a lot of different ways, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just think customer service is at an all time low because corporations don't have to put any effort into it. You just slap a bunch of idiots in front of a piece of paper, and just the customer gets no satisfaction or anything. There really isn't a way for you to effectively get help from someone who can help you. I, and, and you can try. You can always ask for the higher ups. You know, give me your supervisor. Give me your supervisor. Let me talk to the corporate office. It's so difficult to get any help in any situation. I've had it happen with my cable company too, you know. They've uh for, okay, put it this way, like I had people move in. I, I might have told this. I don't think I told this story. I had people move in and they got cable. And when they got like cable internet whatever, they turned mine off because they thought that I was swapping them or something like that. So they turned everything I have in my apartment off. So then I had to go and talk to them and I had to talk to them for like you know, two or three days to try to get this stuff straightened out. And when it all got straightened out, they I had to get a new phone number in just two or three days because they'd already recycled the phone number when they turned it off because the people moved in downstairs and got stuff. It's just Comcast? absolutely retarded. No, Charter, the oh, dumbest company I've they, ever fucking had Charter, the misplaced. They're owned by the with. same people. It's the same thing. Are they? They're a bunch of retards. Yeah. Ah, ah, you want to get passionate and enraged about something. Oh, my God. But, but bringing it back, if you want good service and actually help with your problems, freepokercoaching.net. Hey, well, I'm not going to fix your cable. I'm not. Uh, it's not know, a miracle. That one guy. Carl Hungus. Yes, it's not uh, Carl Hummus. Not, not Carl Hungus. <laughs> the inventor of the. The hummus dip, Carl Hummus. He is not, but I don't. I, I don't it. actually know what you're talking about. <laughs> I can't believe you've never seen The Big Lebowski. You should. should... <laughs> Were you gonna tell never me mind. to kill myself? <laughs> is that your go-to? <laughs> no, I don't walk around and hey, you should kill yourself. Hey, you should kill yourself. That you is, know, it, it's not like that. It kind of sounds like it. <laughs> you only not say that because you don't come out of your cave or wherever you live and not, you don't confront people no, i talk to people all the time i confront them i'm always i'm always i'm with people at all times you know what i mean no i see them I see... <laughs> <laughs> don't. 
I was merely surprised that you have not seen The Big Lebowski and didn't get the reference. It's okay. It's cool. Next t- yeah. I'm shocked. I hope you die. Like, that doesn't... There's a gap in the middle somewhere. Like, wow, I didn't see you there. Go kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Somebody give me a napkin. <laughs> like, Halloween must be miserable for you. Kids ring the doorbell. Boo! Ah, I hope you die. Hope you die. Hope you die. <laughs> Here's some candy. No, I didn't have any trick or treaters. I, I can guess why. Probably last year they heard about what happened. <laughs> oh man, what's okay? How about this one? What's the worst thing you've ever gotten from anyone trick or treating as a kid? Hepatitis. Funny if asked what's the worst thing you ever got. I didn't know the Catholic Church had candy. (laughs) 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 Oh, we're breaking all kinds of situations open. I don't yeah, no, I don't I mean I think it's like pencils and stuff is really the worst. The actually the worst is nothing. I had someone who decided, no, they decided that we were too old, and they hit the inside of our bag with the candy, didn't drop it. They had, they had like, like, uh, like those candy sticks, not like the, you know, like the candy cane things or whatever. They would just like pretend like they dropped them in your bag because I know because I saw what they had in their hand, and I did not have one at the end of the night. <laughs> they just bluffed yes. you. So it's like that's the worst. Balance their range for the older yes. kids. Um. Uh, the worst thing I ever got was like tinfoil covered pennies. Oh, nice! That's a uh, that's a new level of of just <laughs> wow. Stone cold not low, just tin covered pennies. Well, I could have got you candy, but I was too busy wrapping these pennies in foil. <laughs> <laughs> that's gotta be a a pretty sizable time commitment. I gotta think. Yeah, I don't know. How, it was I mean, I don't. Just really weird. Wow. Huh. Well, I mean, you know, if it was uh if this if this was like 30 years ago, I bet you'd be stoked to get pennies on Halloween. Cuz you could go out and buy a whole bunch of candy for that. Yep. And you could use that foil to wrap up leftover food. <laughs> how, how do you feel about holidays <laughs> in this economy? Do you think they're relevant? What? Holidays? Yeah. Aren't they just more corporate days? Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're uh, investing in the stock market, you can actually play holidays pretty hard. Uh, you you could uh, potentially be like, all right, well, it's getting close to Halloween. I'm gonna go ahead and invest in, you know, Mars or or whatever. <laughs> Not the like, planet, the candy. Mars like Mars like the candy, like you know, they're they're they own M and M's and shit. You thought he meant the planet, didn't you? The planet. You thought he was investing in the planet because aliens love Halloween, weren't you? Yep. Oh, it's Thanksgiving. I'm gonna invest in Jupiter. You can't that kind of outburst. I literally thought you meant the planet for like two seconds because I kind of trailed off. And it, it, it's just all I heard was Mars. And I was like, Mars? You're going to invest in Mars? That's exactly what I meant. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I mean, their stock has to get some sort of a bump when people are just going to the store and just buying a whole shit ton of candy. I've heard you can uh, do that with Magic the Gathering, too. Every time they're about to release a new set, their sales spike and their you know stock goes up for a bit. Yeah, like the company that makes Grand Theft Auto, they, they just announced a new one, and their stock went up like some percentage. and like Because <laughs> it's just they announced yeah. that they're doing it. It's like, boop. Right. Oh, hell yeah. You know? It's seasonal, too, man. It's like 
it's like if it's a certain season, they usually say, ah, they have what's the saying? Uh, away in May, remember November. They're, they're like, oh, get out of stocks in May, get in stocks in November because that's when people get their you know year end bonuses. That's when they're out buying Christmas presents and shit like that. And usually, most companies see a pretty sizable bump in sales because people have more money to spend. Right. Um, then, then again, in the summertime, you know, um, a lot, you know, a lot of people are going on vacations or something like that, and they're they're not really at the store as often. So, I mean, for for the most part, you don't really. A lot of people just take their money out and and just keep it in cash in the summer. So that's that's I don't know. That's something interesting. That's definitely very interesting. I guess that's completely off topic. Not quite as ridiculous as off what topic? Yeah, I was gonna, We're all over the place. I was, I, was, I was gonna say now that what, now that we've said something interesting, maybe this is a good spot to wrap <laughs> it up before we get back into uninteresting again. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I can see that. I don't have anything to complain about. <laughs> you don't have anymore. anything to complain about? I don't believe that. <laughs> Not right Not, now. We'll save. We'll save it for next week. Yeah, we'll save it for next week. Um. So again. Listen next week, and we will announce the first winner of the contest. Sometime That's right. you have to listen. If you don't listen, you won't know it's you. Yeah. So we're not going to put it in the beginning, so you can just listen to it and peace out, or the end, so you can just like scoop it. Or up. in the middle, you have to play it backwards <laughs> and find it. It's going to be yeah. it's satanic ICP backmasking. You're going to join the gang. It's going to be crazy. Join ICP, and the winner is yeah. That's what's right. <laughs> <laughs> So just listen, <laughs> just listen, and we'll get you just set up with some free poker coaching. Try to get you making some more cash. Yeah. Because so, if you know anything about equity, <laughs> it's, if you want to get super rich, go buy peak performance poker. That's right. Anything Travis Stefan is, he's a passionate individual. He's out there trying to help people. That's really what it boils down to. There's a hundred other things he could be doing to make money. The You know, he's knowledgeable smart dude and you'd be very well advised to listen to read anything he has to say or anything and, that uh, anything that you're acknowledged in is worth reading as well yeah yeah i mean <laughs> I, <laughs> i'm a success story so That's true yeah you too could someday so, be listening to the acknowledgments of a book <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so like like us on facebook both the podcast and the site uh, Twitter, Badoogie All Stars, free. I don't know. Was it FPC Poker? Poker Coaching dot. Yeah, FreePokerCoaching.net. That's us. I don't know what it is on Twitter, but yeah, find it. Like uh, it. It's like uh, what is it? FPC Net Poker, something like that. Either way, the links to it are directly on the page, so it's like you can't miss it. It's on the bottom of every page. Boom! Do it. Like it. Follow it. Tweet it. Not Travis will come kick your ass because he's an MMA. Battle star. Right. <laughs> if he doesn't get green lighted by the ICP mod mop. That's true. Yeah. You gotta be careful about those yep. guys. They're crazy and they're clowns. There's a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, until next time, um, thanks for listening and I apologize for all the parts where I offended you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't take yourself so seriously, folks. No, yeah. No, we were joking. Calm down. <laughs> Y'all can just go out there and never mind. Goodbye. (laughs) Later.